Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hi kids and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Uh, he sees the future. This is Kevin Bright, a member of the Sisters Euclid. Uh, he works with the likes of Hugh Laurie, Cyril Baptista, Harry Manx, Nora Jones, Cassandra Wilson. The list goes on. He's a national treasure. Here's a conversation we had from his home in Guelph, Ontario, the home of culture herself. Uh, we get a visit from his beautiful dog, Rita. He talks about those memorable burritos, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the wonderful guitarist, Kevin Bright. Sit back and prepare to be dazzled. Running, it's rolling in the home studio of Kevin Bright. Welcome to Industry Tactics. Mm. What a good name! Tactics. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna learn a lot. <laughs> oh, we're gonna learn a lot about uh, my tactical. Yeah, my tactical approach to. So, knowing that it's called Industry Tactics, what would you like? What does that even? What does that get you thinking about? Uh, Being in the industry for how many years now? How many? A long time. A long time. A long. I think. Uh, I think of uh, Peter Graves, Martin Landau, Peter Lupus from uh, the first uh, season of Mission Impossible. That's what I'm thinking right now. And the Whoa. K. That's what I'm thinking when you say that. Industry tactics. Peter Lupus. Peter Lupus. Okay. Peter, Peter Lupus, and uh, oh, and uh, Martin Balsam. Was it Martin Balsam? No, it was uh, the Canadian guy. He was in it. Uh, what's his name? In Mission Impossible? Yeah. No, oh, well, I can't remember. In You, you uh, got me. Up here. Yeah, yeah, perfect, okay. perfect, perfect. Well, that's an industry tactic, right? It is. And you do a lot of recording in this studio? I do. This is my uh, this is my home place. Like, But I, I've made... I haven't made any records here. I've, I mean, I've made records, but not myself yet. Like, if I do a lot of... Um, I st people send me songs and I play on the songs or, mm -hmm. and I just yeah and I'll do stuff here like it's it's a great laboratory but I, it's getting really really good because I'm getting better at it so at producing yourself in a way well or, just the sound of it yeah I'm starting to understand sound more than I did which was if it has a if it has a pulse it works but this now is like it has a pulse and it has a nice bottom end, so I can work with that. And I learned about that. But I mean, I, I got a lot, a long way to go. I'm not a, an engineer, nor mm -hmm. do I care to be. But right, right, right. But I really like sound. Like I like it. And all my guitars are here mm -hmm. now, finally in one place. What a treat! Yeah. What that, a treat to be here. Oh, thank you, thank you. It was good to have you here. And yeah, so that's about it. So uh, maybe we can start. I've, I'm, I'm. 
excited to chat with you. So maybe we could start about and talk about your um, the jukebox mm. series. Is yeah. that what it was called on on the Facebook that you yeah, watched? I, yeah, it was called uh, my jukebox. It was my jukebox. Everything was a series. Like I did it like a TV show, and so it was. I was going to do like one season, which is usually thirteen shows. Yeah, and I ended up. I, I got sort of addicted to it, so and it had a run of twenty seven. So I did, I would okay. do one a week. I would air them, but sometimes I was doing four or five a week because I got again. It was a muscle that I right at first it, you know, I didn't. I thought it'd be fun to do, so yeah. I, it did quick because I didn't take it seriously. And then I and I took it really seriously around the tenth show, and then I thought tenth song, yeah, and I thought uh, I spent more time. Then I then I then around the eighteenth show I said, Oh, you know, fuck this. I'm just gonna do it. Uh like I did the first ones, which was just I I just they were just spontaneous. And there, and I have so many favorite songs. So this is a way also for me really to be honest with you, to get my yeah. ba- my bass playing up too. Okay. Because I wanted to get that happening. And I just I'm not a guy that practices. Yeah. I, I like the thought of just working. And that's how I learn things. If I just work at it, like if I have a gig, I could take it on. That's how I'll learn it. But if if it's me sitting home with a metronome, I just find it it doesn't really fly with me. That kind of stuff. I don't know why. And all all the instruments that I've learned, any of them that I've tried to learn by being like a student, have never worked out. I I I don't really, I never took to it in a heart kind of way. So real life has driven you all the time. Then it's just like yeah. it's got to be in. Yeah, yeah, that's what gotcha. the jukebox thing did. And you told me once that it was also a way to learn this, like to learn yeah. how to navigate your your own home studio. That was really the big yeah? one. It was really it was about ten things really. Um, bass was big. Yeah. I mean, not they're all had, but my singing, like I really, I want to just keep moving that muscle. And I just found that I wasn't doing enough gigs where I was singing. Okay. Um, and I wanted to just keep doing that and really challenge myself. And you know, by doing songs, I really had no right to do as a singer. Cause I don't, and I, but I did it. Um, like, give me an example of a song. Well, that you, any, you had no well, right to. Well, like you know, <laughs> I did a Stevie Wonder tune. You know that, that in itself, you know, you. Yeah. That's really difficult. And I picked the song that was uh, hard. Okay. Uh, from the Secret Life of Plants. Okay. Which is one of my favorite records of all time. There's every song on that record I I would do, twice. I liked them so much. But so Stevie Wonder was one, uh, probably anybody like there was uh, Lowell George, Ray Charles, yeah, Bob Dylan, really yes. honestly, and, and uh, I'm just thinking Hoxley did a Hoxley who's amazing. What song did you do by Hoxley? Uh, it was, that not, was early, right? In yeah, your yeah, it was the third or fourth. Okay. We're not broken yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, can we can can we play one of them? Can we can we play that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do okay, want, so do you want to do it now, or do you want to? Well, we'll insert we'll, we'll insert it in. Yeah, here, yeah, here it comes now. Uh, Ho- Kevin Bright interpreting Hoxley Workman. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Do it. Secrets. 
about its aches and pains and how we've all just grown used to feeling a little insane and a newsman sheds a tear and says add this to your list of fears we ain't broken yet except trying to fall in love and no we ain't broken yet and refuse to rest or be swept under the rug and no we ain't broken yet no we ain't broken your dreams There is nothing more distracting than knowing that nothing's the way it seems And oh Christ makes you a loser In these killing years We love our angry loathed white men slapping backs and sending up three chairs And a newsman knows his place It's his Entertainment poker face Did you see a man on the ground With a microphone And no, my television's your open invite Into my humble home And no, we ain't broken yet No, we ain't broken
Uh, wow, nice, nice work. So, what did, what did, how, how do you, uh, how do you go about interpreting a tune like that? Well, first, it's a great song. Yeah, and the words are so beautiful. I love right? that tune. It's so beautiful, and uh, it's not unlike things he writes. But on that record, it is. It stands out on that record for me, not because the other songs aren't great, right? But just because I can really hear him uh, sitting at a piano playing that song, whereas you know, "Small Town Dracula," you, I I can hear him. It's from uh, it's it's a great song. It's from, it's from a, a place of production. Yeah, a lot of the songs, but this one, I just thought that, you know, I thought that was one I could just hear him. Singing, so it just that's what I, I was attracted to, and then when I did it, you know, I, I just started playing along with it. And I had to find a key I can sing in, mm -hmm. which I think it was G, and uh, and I yeah, I just started with it. And I, you know, I get about two instruments in, and I know it's gonna work. You know, I get in, like, I start putting it's always different, but that song I know was I start with the mandocello, and I and I thought, okay, this is gonna work because it. The mandocello is really the for me. That's the instrument of the orchestra that that has its uh, its a future. You can see the future when you play that instrument because it, it's 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 bit, it's a little bit like a piano in the sense that the orchestra is there. The bottom end is okay. resonating, and you go okay. Wow. You know the mandola is going to be an up an octave from this guy, yeah. and then the mandolins are going to sit really nice, and the octave mandolin is going to be merry nice to the. Uh, Manicello, but the Manicello is the one that tells you it's going to work, or it's not. I know immediately. Yeah. If it's if I'm struggling with it, not with my fingers, but just I can't get it to speak. Uh huh. Uh, then I just I, I just say, well, it's not going to work in this key, or I'm just going to I'm going to move on from it. But but that song worked immediately for me. Worked, you know. I thought I thought it was. I saw the future for that when I started playing that. What a great song. line. Yeah. Yeah. You see the future a lot, Kevin Bright. <laughs> well, it's shining my bright. bright. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, no. we had to do it. I'm glad. I'm glad mm. you uh, you hit it out of the park there. <laughs> and if you you, you want to know more about what a mandocello is, listen back to the James McElhaney episode where we give a full explanation, so we don't have to spend time on that here. Oh. Precious time with our friend Kevin Bright. Mm. Can you see him okay in the uh, in the VR world? You've got about a minute and a half left to enjoy this fantastic. Look at let's let's just look around. Look, what do we have back there? Oh, geez, you know, I just did it for the for the flags of the world, okay, for the kids. And I I thought and the would... kids are watching. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that nice? What, what do we got there? What is that? Triple wood? Yeah. What is that platinum? I don't know what that is. I see. There's six of them. No, there's 12 of them. I have no idea. The record, her record that this I... This is Nora Jones. Yeah. That, Industry Tactics. Yes. That is... Uh, uh, that's her first record. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it went crazy. But that's the record. I, I, I got a lot of those. But that's the one. But that's the one. I mean, from her, from yeah. that record. Yeah. Because it sold all of some crazy, like 35 million copies. But that record, that was a beautiful because it really says everything where it sold. And, you know, wow. so many, it's a great history of the flag, the beautiful flags. So I thought that's a nice one to put up. Not, not because. That's beautiful. Yeah, I don't, I didn't put it anywhere where I can really see it because I wouldn't be able to write because I would feel. 
What's Shitty. next? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I look at it and go, well, look now, you can't even write a, you can't even, you, you're having problems even figuring out what comes after A minor. What, what yeah. the hell are you looking yeah. at that? Yeah. I once was something. Right. They're a great indicator of. That's an intro. We should get back well, into people that. Well, people do that. You know, people put like, they put posters and they put, you know. Remi- what? Well, little, little reminders. Little yeah, hints. Like my, my, my Juno awards. Take I, a look up there. There's stage right if you're watching at home. Yeah. yeah there's a Juno. Yeah. There's two Junos. Yeah. Two? Two. Kevin Bright. Yeah. One's for the stretch orchestra. I know yeah. that. Yeah, one's Sisters Euclid. Sisters Euclid. So exciting. Yeah, but they were in boxes for the longest time. Wow. And it was it was my son. Yeah. We used to share this space. He doesn't live here anymore. Okay. He, he had okay. his studio beside mine. So he took them out and put them somewhere. And I thought... Isn't that charming? Well, yeah, well, it was very nice. But I thought, as soon as I see them, I'm going to be... It's going to be a the sound of a pail oh, hitting, hitting the uh, sand from the well. There's no water in that well. I'm going to insert that sound now. Here it comes. Keep going. Yeah, okay. And you hear the, the creaky wheel <laughs> oh, of the rope. And, but, and, but here's the thing. Just wow. There's an addendum to my, uh, to my analogy. Uh, the rope breaks, and oh, you hear God. the sound of a pail that's wooden, decrepit, hit. Not sploosh, but thud. And I felt that's what exactly you'd get if, you, if I were to look at these things. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we took a look around because it, you really get into your head in a way of like the creative process, right? Yeah. And that, all that crap going through your mind. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been I say this a lot lately as we see other musicians pass away, yeah. as we see other musicians aging, and yeah. you know, I, I, we've probably talked about this. How do you want to age as a musician? And yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fascinating topic. Like I I, I look at certain. Folks like Bob Dylan, yeah, love where his voice is going, love where his work is going, Me love too. where his career uh-huh. and his head is going. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I don't need to talk. Right, I don't. You can give me a, a sure, sure, whatever. Right, there's well, some interesting stuff happening there. Well, and I think too that that uh, you know they're not thinking about it. No, it, no, no. It, it just, We're just doing it. Just it. what it is. Sure. I woke up this morning and I was in uh, Schedectedy, whatever it is they are, and I have a gig. Whatever, whatever is going on. Yeah, it's pretty much the moment because they've already done it. Right. You know, they don't right. have to feel that. Excuse me. They, they're inventing uh, anything new for themselves because it's what they got going on is pretty much there and it's been there for quite a long time. You feel like you've already done it, or do you? No, I don't. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't. But uh, but I'm not. I mean, I'm restless in a good way. I mean, yeah. I'm restless in a good way. I'm not restless in the way of complaining and, and you know, bitching about where I am. I'm not yeah. the least. I'm, yeah. I'm more of just, um, you know, just trying to push myself to be uh, creatively satiated and happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's creatively. Everything else is, you know, life is great. But I just yeah. think, well, yeah. what, what is it I'm supposed to be doing? But I don't even think about... If I if I can get through something where I feel that I'm I'm very happy mm-hmm. uh, with the thought that I did something that excites me, then I because I know I'm not going to get too excited about something I've done. I'm more excited about things that you know that that I that I haven't done. I go, oh, that's cool. pretty neat. Like I and, I and I have these things every day. Like there's always something oh, wow. that I feel. I feel like, oh, that would be really interesting. You know, I, I go yeah. for a walk and then I can't 
come home fast enough because I have an idea. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, and I have a laboratory here, and this yeah. laboratory yes. allows here we are me in the to, laboratory. Yeah, and I We're can in the do laboratory, and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, uh, not you, Kevin. Yeah. If you're listening at home on the podcast, I'm telling you, if you're listening, if you're watching on the VR land, tune into the entire podcast. We're gonna go deep. That's that's enough for your <laughs> teaser, okay? We're gonna do a deep dive, as they as they in business like to say, okay? Uh, goodbye. Check it out at Industry Tactics. Say goodbye to Kevin. Bye, everybody. Nice seeing you. Now, now that we got rid of those pukes in VR land, <laughs> this is very interesting to me. Can we play? Uh, let's play something. I'm in the laboratory. Mm. I'm not gonna be shy and say it. Just plug your ears for a second. Of the greatest guitar player. Uh, I mean, you're 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 a, you're a legend. Oh. You ooze it. It's fun to get into your brain though, because it's it seems to me like your brain fires at the same speed as your goddamn fingers. Right. Fuck you and your talent, Kevin Bright. You ooze it. Do you know it? Do you know how incredible you well, are? Well, that's nice. I, the oozing part, I'm, I, that, explains, <laughs> that explains the puddle that's around my chair. Oh, there's a reason why that bucket <laughs> yeah, broke. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. full of the ooze. Well, I sometimes feel it's just full of sand, so it's, it's okay. good. And I also feel most of the time, you know, when I, you know, when you, when you start doing your you know, amassing your, your taxes and you start looking at, you can, you can look at, you know, the $5 and 33 cents and you see it's from a burrito place. You can yeah. actually remember that burrito. Oh, that's, I, I, this, we're done. You know, and I, holy shit. You know, and for me, I think, oh, you know, I was, a, this was a really busy year for me, like cr wow. creatively yet at times I felt that I didn't do anything. It's fun to reflect on that type of stuff, though. Eh? That one burrito in uh, yeah, yeah, it is know, in Peterborough or wherever the well, hell you especially are. Especially if you still have the taste for it, you know. Yeah. I think that yeah. if you can think, well, I remember that. Like I remember, like I remember where that sounded, or I remember, you know, for for me, I think that the big one is, you know, knowing that it was going to work, like it's going to work. And I've had many moments in my life where I thought, mm. oh, I just completely dodged that bullet. It could have not worked and I really I made it I made it for myself that I, it could have been a disaster. What it was Well, things like well, off the top of my head we looked over there yeah. at, the, at the you know, I I had a piece of paper in my pocket for about three months and, and it was a lyrics to a song I yes. wrote. Yes. And I was in this band with Nora Jones. It was her thing, and she's and she like I said, she's thirty-five million deep, mm -hmm. and she's doing a second record. You can imagine the pressure, and everybody is writing for her. Okay. She's getting Tom Waits wrote for. Yeah. Um, I didn't say Elvis Costello. I don't think so, but I know. Yeah. I think Steve Earle did. I can't remember who else. There's yeah. a whack of people who wrote and just were writing for that second record, or just in general. Yeah, because they general. liked her. Okay. You know, and it was a good mm. thing to get on. But she was such a cool person, and uh, she was doing some songs. Mostly it was written by her and her husband. And, okay. uh, and there was some choice covers. But I had this song, and I wrote the song, and I thought in my ego that I would maybe I'd pitch it to her. But knowing, being severely Canadian, that yes. I was never going to do that. I was never going to say, check me out. Yes. This song's perfect for you. Man, wait till you hear this. Right, you know? right, and yet there's a part of me that thought this, this, at the 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 biggest ego I could possibly have was mm -hmm. that I'd have the piece of paper in my pocket. It was it was a, a denim layer away from me showing her, uh, but I never did. 
And so every mm. day uh, we had to go to the studio and we're recording. Mm. And uh, it was great. I was, I was, it was a beautiful time. And, but I had that song. And mm -hmm. on the way to work, which uh, you know, on the way to the studio in mm -hmm. New York, mm -hmm. I saw an ad for uh, work boots. Okay. Right? And I thought, I have a pair of work boots. And I kept thinking about the work boots. And I thought, I could easily do this because a lot of my friends got into construction because it didn't, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not a music isn't really, might not be a whole lifetime deal. Right. Uh, that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter really. But then I thought, okay, well, that's something. And I thought, you know, I have nothing to lose here. I should really, if, if the heavens opened up, huh? I'm going to take, today, I'm going to take the lyrics out and I'm going to sing her this song. Okay. For her. And I wrote, and to be honest, wow. I wrote the majority song for her, and then I couldn't finish it because it was for her. I couldn't write it. So I, I, when I decided I'd write a song for me, I finished it. Okay. So anyways, I get to the studio, and she apologized because she said, we won't be starting for another two hours, so there's anything you want to do. <laughs> Here we go. You, she teed yeah, you the, up. Yeah, I said, no. And then I went to the, it was about maybe 10 in the morning, hmm. and I went to the, uh, to the kitchen. You know, and I had a good shot of scotch, too. And I went, I said, you know, I do have something. And I took the piece of paper that I've been sitting on, crumpled up, and I, I started singing the song to her. Listen, let me just, and I, and, I, and I gave her such an incredible Canadian introduction, which is, this is really stupid, I shouldn't be doing this, uh -huh. and I'm sorry, you're probably going to hate this, but I want to just, uh, what am I doing? Uh -huh. You know, put the paper back. No, no, sing it. So I did it. I got not even a quarter way through the tune, and she took the lyrics off the stand. She said, let's do it right now. This is great. So we did the song. We recorded it, and it made her record to make a really long story short. Wow. And, but in, in that time you know, that I was doing that, uh, I kept thinking that um, I didn't really know the, the point of it. I, I mean, I knew that I just felt really kind of... You know, I just wanted, I thought it would be a good thing for her to sing the song, more than I was thinking about whether or not, you know, I would make some money from it. I wasn't thinking about that. I was happy that I wrote the song. But it was one of those situations where, you know, upon reflection, I, yeah. I think, well, that was a kind of a neat thing to do. What's the name of the tune? Humble Me. Can we play it? Yeah, go play it, yeah. Here it comes now, Humble Me. Baby, I didn't mean 
truth spoken whispers will tear you apart no matter how hard you resisted it never ends when you want it to you humble me this song okay yeah. and so the record came out and i we did jay leno and so i'm in the van with her and lee uh who's a bass player okay. and her her co-conspirator okay right and uh and she uh rita that's my dog rita scratch rita sniffy <laughs> a little sniff a little, little bit of a rita visit there yeah hi, hi. yeah hi that's dog breath. That's dog breath. Are you are you come smelling here. it at home? Come over here. Come on, come on. Hey now. Hey now. Okay. Hey now. Okay, okay. good. Girl. Hey now. Oh. So so, oh. so Rita, come over here. Come on, Rita. Come on. 
good, good. Oh, oh, oh Jesus. Sh oh, you shit. Have to, have to shit. Like, you know, okay, okay. We're safe. We're safe. We're wow. A little bit of a dog intervention there. Yeah, there now, usually, you know, you know what we think about dogs on this podcast, but not this one. No. If you can see her in VR and you've seen her. Yeah. She's one of my stuff. favorite dogs on the planet, Rita. Yeah. Beauty. Sorry. Burrito uh, moment. Yes. Yeah, so I'm in. So I'm in a car. We've been. I've been separated from everybody else, but I'm with them, and the driver, who's become quite a great driver for her, you drove yeah. her around all day. He said, "Hey, Nora, the NPR special's on." So they of this new record. So they played, you know, 10 seconds of each song. But when it came up to this song that you yeah. just heard, yeah. they played this entire song. So she's talking about it. Now you can imagine that the world is, we're going through, you know, uh, Mulholland Drive. Okay. And it's okay. like a surreal nighttime deal. And I'm listening to her. You're on the way to the Leno show. We just did it. You just did I'm going it. Back what a to my feeling. Hotel and I'm oh. listening to this song and that I wrote. And I'm thinking, how did that happen? <laughs> But I'm and I'm say I'm really savoring it. I'm really you know you know this is a moment. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm but I'm I'm not saying it with with uh, I'm not saying it with ego. Right, 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 I'm right. I'm saying that it was sort of surreal because sure. I I didn't feel like I was ever part of that moment. I mean, I did, but I also there was that thing that I was talking about earlier where it, it's like the opening that bag of receipts, <laughs> thinking that you maybe didn't have enough expenses or you didn't have that much revenue. Yeah, and then you look at it and you go, "Geez, there is, there is." I did eat at a lot of restaurants, and I did make some money, and I think it's the same creatively. You think, "Oh, I don't, I didn't do anything." And, well, wait a minute. Whoa, I did do something, and so that was that moment for me, where I thought, "Yeah, this is a, this is a really nice snapshot, a really nice snapshot. It'll, it'll be gone. Yeah, and it'll just be a story yeah. I'll tell you in my basement, and wow. it's been, and it's great, and it's and that's life is made up of of these." stories you know and and that's what this is it's a tale are you freaking out when that happens like when you're you're driving you're, you're i was I how was, are you trying to fit in like are you, you do you know what i mean yeah, like, i do i was calmly <laughs> i didn't have anybody to, to I, it was too much for me like it was great and i and i was i was a wow moment but and i remember I just hardly wait to get home to phone Trish and, yeah. and tell her yeah, about it. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, just say, you wouldn't believe what just happened. Here's a story. Yeah, but then after that was told, then it was the next day. I, I, I float my boat for, 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 it was a nighttime, and I felt okay. awesome. And the, the next day, I didn't, I felt great. I didn't feel like shit. I felt great. Yeah. But it was that thing, though, where I thought, ah, you know, what did I do this year? <laughs> what, did I, what have I done? And uh, when I heard that, I thought, well, I did that. I did that. I, that, that did, that one song did reflect uh, a big uh, chunk of time for me. Because there was a lot of things going on there. How long were you in the Nora Jones? Are you, you're no longer playing with her, is that no, right? Or, no, okay, I'm not. Okay. Um, I was with her for about, well, it's weird because I came and I went because yeah. I was on her first record, which is yeah. that big one, and I was on the second one, and I was on the th third one part of the third one so i did and i did about three tours so i don't know how wow. long that would have been but this is a big all, this is a big part of your life though right like it, it it's it, to it, date right like it's well there's lot there's other things that are pretty so big much, yeah like, like yeah. they're kind of bigger to be honest with you i wow. don't mean for fame but just my uh my tour duty i've, wow. I've done longer things with other people okay so okay this, this wasn't as long as right as other people i've worked with but it but it's 
very, very uh, wonderfully memorable. Do you have an idea of how many records you've played on, or how? I mean, it's vast, right? Like, yeah. Do you catalog it at all? Like, are uh, you? Well, that? I did. I used to. I yeah. used to, I used to at the time that people would send me their their record. I'd ask, please send me a record, and I thought I would just put them in a box and it'd be good for my kids, so they see what I've done. Huh. You know, like they'd see that's important. Like pictures. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. it's a great scrapbook of, wow. of things that I really, <clears throat> excuse me. Loved, and I've never played. I'm really lucky because I, I yeah. don't know how many, but it's been a lot. But I know I've never worked with an asshole. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I've never worked with anybody who was, yeah, gentlemanly, gentlemanly, and and uh, an absolute class act. Uh, I'm really happy queens. Rita's here with us here. Yeah, hey, eh? with me all the time. Uh, she loves music, fond affiliation with this yeah. dog. Yeah, you would, yeah. Um. So okay, okay, okay. Let's can we play? Um, let's play one more tune and catch our barrings here. Sure. Kevin Bright, I want it. You played a tune solo over at Silence in Guelph, which is a very we're in Guelph here. We're a very special special place. Mm. I was blown away. Do you have a copy of the recording, King Kong Strut? Yeah, I give that is a that is a tune. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you like that song. Thank you. Can we tee that up? Let's do it. Ugh, the King Kong strut. Here it is. Supper. 
home before supper. Daddy, 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 did you have a good day? Did you hear about Grandpa? He don't passed away. Passed away. Well, the daughter of the founding father sitting on a data daughter think about it. And how she don't get it. She don't get it. He said, your daddy was a good man. He always meant a helping hand. He took me in. I hope he didn't suffer. I hope he didn't suffer. I tell you what, you got that King Kong strut. Look at him strut. I look at him strut. Hey, I tell you what, you got that King Kong strut. Look at him strut. I look at him strut. We'll strut a while. for me I, something like about that tune gets me yeah it's a fun one to play fuck yeah there's, you're there's, having a good time when well, you're playing that tune there's a, you know when i wrote the song uh i wrote it i remember writing it really quick yeah really quick yeah and uh and i think i know that trish used to take every night would take rita with a friend of hers for a walk and it was a, it was winter time mm -hmm. and it was a blizzard and they the more the more it was 
horrible outside, the mm. more Trish would embrace, it's going to be great. Mm. And so they would go for these nighttime walks in the forest with Rita. And uh, so she'd be gone and my kids would be in bed. And so I would have the fireplace going and yeah. I, I said, I'm going to write a song. By the time she gets home, I want to, I'm going to play her a new song. <laughs> cool. And King Kong Strut was that song. Awesome. But the funny thing is, the song really wasn't written for me until I say, strut a while. And it's just the, it's the open section where mm. everybody goes nuts. So the, man, you, the version you heard is the mandolins. Yeah. And they go crazy. And I yeah. think that was a... I didn't know if I finished the song until I had those two words, strut a while. <laughs> and then <laughs> I got the song. Right on. And the, the mandolins. So, so your last record is uh, Ernesto and Delilah. Yeah. Do, do you feel comfortable telling that story about... Yeah. The the sure. the uh, sure. the or the mandolin orchestra yeah. and where this all comes from. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's only in port in uh, what is it in Spanish and Portuguese. Portuguese. Uh, Ernesto is. Yeah. And Delilah is in in. Uh, like the secret of it, right? The the crux of the the, yeah. the translation. This is something. Do you, well, this is something I've been working on for years. And what, yeah. I, what I did is, I made a record in 1998, and it was called Maybell. And right. Maybell was an instrumental. Uh, uh, mandolin octet and it was just me and it was uh, I just played all the parts which you know I've always loved mandolins and I thought I'll write something that's not bluegrass and it's not it doesn't belong I felt to a certain idiom it just was all over the map but but it was had it's the future you know I thought for me for was, me yeah well, for me I thought it was something I could do but in the back of my mind so for about Really, even before that, I had this idea that I'd love to make an orchestra record of mandolins with, with singing. That I would okay. write songs. I would take a song and I would range it. And, and, uh, and the deal I made with myself way back was that I would never be clever. That I would just, huh. I would train myself to dance. And then when it came time to dance, I forget that I never learned how to dance. And I would just do whatever I was going to do. Okay. And I wouldn't ever come off like, people I knew like I didn't want to be clever I didn't want to do something in 11-8 just because I can do it in 11-8 if, if, right. if I spoke right. I spoke I spoke spoke I spoke I spoke spoke I spoke which is in 11 I'm talking now there you go I would then it would be natural but yeah. if, for me to write down a piece of paper I'm really going to write something that's going to really make people think which I get. From that's very life. mature. Well, yeah, I feel I, that's very comfortable in your own skin to do this well yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is also the, it's a Easiest way to get in and the easiest way to get out fast. And don't don't try too hard. It's just, it's natural. Yeah. yeah. That's what I went yeah, for. Yeah, and yeah. that was the deal I made. So cool. with all the Sisters Euclid records, which are 10, mm -hmm. you know, most wow. of them were done, recorded and mixed in the same day. And the, all the folk alarm stuff and my first, my first couple solo records were all done within a couple days. Jeez. So when I came around to do field recording, I was on the road uh, with Hugh Laurie. Okay. After Hugh Laurie. And I decided in a hotel room, and I've doing a lot of reading about, you know, the your presence in, in the business. Yeah. And the thing I thought that the presence would be that I would have uh, some sort of um, how can I have it without having made one note of music? So what I decided to do was to start an orchestra and it was called the and I came up with the name, the Upper York Mandolin Orchestra. And it's so believable. Yeah, well, it, what I did is I, I made a website for it immediately. There was not any music made. And I made the leader Tom Dooley, 
Tom Dooley. Yes, and Tom Dooley was this guy, you know, lay your head, you know. You know sure. That. Right, and I made but three generations of Dooleys. I made up the story. It was a made up story, and I had to come up with their past membership, and I made the orchestra over 100 years old. So I came up with, on the road, I just Whoa. come up with the names, and I, so I had 300 names, and I made the, I made the site for them. And backstories. Oh, yeah, and I, I just... Worked on it. Worked on it. What's the website, Kevin? I need to check it out. Okay. Well, it's gone now. Is Be- it? Okay. Well, because it did what it had to do. Okay. 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 Um, I don't know if it's still around, cool. but Tom's around. Tom has Facebook page. Tom has friends he doesn't even know. He's a fictitious character, and people are always writing to Tom. Fun. And Tom sometimes write back. You know, <laughs> I, I sort of gave that one up, but but whatever. <laughs> but I did it when I needed it. Yeah. And um, so what happened is, so Tom, he was, uh, I made him. I made him into a narcissist, like a real megalomaniac, okay. a very okay. unlikable character. So what I thought is if I wrote a song that had three chords, if he gave this guy, yeah. he'd fill every space. So then that was the, my invention of being clever. And I would be able to write really clever because it wouldn't be me that was writing. It would be Tom Dooley. Wow. And then the whole idea of production, you might have to pause this. I love this. I, know, I love this. I, my, I, I tell them to stop. No, 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 enjoy it, enjoy it. Oh, yeah, that's part of the deal. Hey, guys! Guys, you gotta be quiet! Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Anyways. Thanks for that. Okay, so I'll go back. So I invented Tom Dooley. I started there, then I started writing the music. I had the songs, started writing the songs, and then I would start arranging them. And it would be something that could have got done in four instruments, but I would make it 36 instruments. Because this guy was, I kept thinking to myself, if I were absolutely needed to fill every space constantly and try and so I made this record called Field Recording. Okay. And I gave, okay. and, I, and I had the current membership, I had their names, I didn't take any credit for being the person who played it. I wrote the songs and that was it. I didn't record it, which I did. I gave that another person's name. And then I started doing that. And then I started getting, which I felt kind of bad, but So I, it's, it's Kevin Bright. Field recording. Yeah, and then and it would be... And then you pull in the liner notes. The same as for Ernesto. It's like you pull in the liner notes yeah. and you don't... Yeah. It's it's kind of messed up. It is. It, might, it is messed it's, up. I love it. I but love it. I'll be honest and, with you. It yeah. was all... It Really, for me, it was because... I didn't have a record. I didn't really have a record in me until it's a it's a it's a frame. You're getting yourself in a frame of mind. Eh? Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did it because it really got me excited. Like it's I, exciting. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, really I got, got me. And then I did the field recording came out, and uh, that one was it was a I guess a bold faced live. And so I was getting people who wanted to play in the orchestra. I was oh getting my God. interviews and I was talking about Tom Dooley. I did this for about a year and a half, and then I decided <laughs> I was done with the mandolin stuff. And yeah. then I I liked that record so much and I like making that record so much I decided I'd make an instrumental record of uh, just mandolin music and I decided I would make a Portuguese record but then I thought you know uh, maybe if I made up the composer so I made up this guy Ernesto Chiari and my uncle <sighs> Ernie was my favorite uncle so I said Ernesto Ernie okay oh, and Chiari is the last name of my friend uh, Cyril Baptista, his last name is Chiari. So I used his last name, so it was Ernesto Chiari. And I made up that he committed suicide in 1972, and he wrote these songs, and, and I had nothing to do with the record, other than that I, I was an executive producer on Ernesto. Okay. And Tom Dooley got all the, you know, he went crazy. And you had me. It. You actually had me on first listen. I, I geeked out. I'm, re- I'm reading the liner notes, and I'm yeah. going, the fuck this sounds like? 
No. The genius of Kevin Bright, but is it the orchestra? Yeah. I, it, it's amazing, well, right? Thanks. Because it's. Well, and it, well, that it totally one, had me fooled. Well, and then what I decided was to admit to it. And so, okay. so what we did is I had uh, <laughs> uh, Cyril's wife, I gave her my admission, and she wrote it in Portuguese, saying that Kevin Bright is a liar. He's lying. It's, it's written, in, it's, it's all in Portuguese. A story. In but, the liner notes. Yeah, but yeah. nobody, but majority of people don't. They don't understand Portuguese. Portuguese. So then, so then I thought, let's put a little disclaimer in the record. So we did. We put a disclaimer. So it's in there. And then uh, I started doing interviews for Ernesto and, Ch- Ernesto and Delilah, and they didn't. People they listened to one song and they didn't read anything. So I was doing interviews about Tom Dooley and Ernesto Chiari. You're fooling. You write a media I, release, and you're fooling the media on this media release. Yeah, and I didn't. I yeah. didn't want to do it. But then it became this thing where I thought. Everybody lies anyway. Like it's yes, you know. Yeah. The, kick drums are lined up. You know, is yeah. the kick drum really as tight with the bass player, or are they lined up? Does the singer really sing in tune, yeah. or have yeah. they, they uh, yeah. auto tuned? Yeah. So I kept thinking of that. I kept thinking, well, I'm getting. I'm not really lying so much as I'm. I'm just. I'm just fueling my creativity yeah. to, to do this. Yeah. So I did it. I did those. I did those three. Re- they're really three records, and they were done with this thing that I would. Hmm. I would just take. I wouldn't take the credit for it. I would take. I didn't take the credit for writing Ernesto, which I did. Yeah. Uh, I did write yeah. it. Yeah. But I and I was fine with it because I just thought, well, the, you know, anybody who knows me is going to yeah. know that. Yeah. I did this. You're exploring uh, ego there. You're kind of removing yourself from it. It's way more creative, and it sounds like way more fun to create it was this fun. backstory. Yeah, and it was kind of crazy. It was kind of like I think if you had maybe gone to the house of you know. Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you walk and you see, you know, there's pictures of people taped to his wall. You know, dignitaries. I don't know if Lee, Har- Lee Harvey yeah. had that, but yeah. I did that. Like I, I actually, <laughs> I had buy pictures of people who I didn't know playing mandolin, fem- uh, women, uh, men- orchestras, wow. only because I could write for them. So when I would go into my studio in Alora, where I was living. Um, I would just look at these people and I gave them their names. Two of them were married, so I thought I would write for them in a certain way that they're always together. I'm so I'm so inspired by this. I, well, it's I just a neat idea, right? Yeah, I, and I, I, I now I picture you walk. I, I, I'm kind of getting into the way you craft your ideas and the way you you get jazzed up about music. Yeah, right? yeah, I, yeah. I feel that I'm really excited about um, kind of some of the creative places that you're coming from. You know? Yeah. Well, it it gives you if you I want and the big thing for me really was that I I don't really know anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. I do get. I get calls to play on people's records, and I never know exactly who it is or what it is that they're making their records for. When there's a some sort of restraint or restraint on what you're supposed to do creatively, I right. th- I think if any time in our history, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Not only because nice you're not going to sell your records anyway, right? But right. the other thing we're is, done with that. Yeah, you may as well make something that is yeah. so much fun and something that you are so serious but something you can get behind that mule because i just Mm. think there's nobody you have to impress there's nobody who's there's no there's no fat stinking a and r man thinking oh you know you give us a hit who do who cares just make the afterlife essentially yeah you make something that's a statement of who you are creatively and i and i thought with those records well all my records to be honest with you yeah because i didn't think that to be there wouldn't be any any. There would be no, um, no success as far as 
I'm going to sell a million copies or somebody's not going to like it or NPR won't play it or CBC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you start making a record for CBC, you're mm-hmm. sunk. If you start making a record, if you start editing yourself for Jazz 91.1, forget it. Yeah. You just make a record for you. Yeah. And it sounds, oh, that sounds like I've heard that a thousand times. No, you've heard it a thousand times, but it's the, it's the damn straight because... Mm. You really, you work with musicians that you just love and you don't tell them what to play. Mm. You get them to play because you love them. And mm. you say, I, you know, I love the way, you know, Roswell Rudd plays the trombone. So you let Roswell Rudd play the trombone. Mm. You don't say, could you play a dotted eighth note? No, you, that's why you hire these people. You hire whoever it is that you want to work with yeah. because you love them. And, and it really... Um, it it heightens your your um, your enjoyment. You have such a, fr- a great outlook on this type of stuff. Do you do you sometimes uh, do you sometimes uh, I don't know what I want to say is it's everything seems so hyper important to me mm. these days. Yeah. In the relationships that you forge. Yeah. In the music that you make. Do you yeah. do you sometimes forget that or or is that always there for you? No, I don't. I don't think anything's important. I I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's interesting. I don't. I, I think what's important is that you know, you you have a few things you have together. One yeah. thing is that you you said you're going to do it, so you're going to do it. So you're going to play a place, and it's five dollars for people to come see you play. Yeah. You give them. You don't give them a five dollar show. You give them whatever you feel you want to give them that you feel honest about. Huh. And so you you in essence always dress up for the gig. You always give everything because you're lucky to be doing any of it. You're lucky to be okay. doing a gig. You're lucky to, you're, and it's a celebration. Yeah, someone told me recently, we're lucky to be here on the planet at the same time, right? We're, it's a fucking, well, <laughs> it's, I mean. You know, listen, I, yeah. I, I got an 01. An 01, this is, this is five years ago. It's okay. expired since, but I got it through Hugh Laurie. And okay. Hugh Laurie, it came down to him writing me a letter. And he wrote a letter. Him, he's a British subject, but he was living in America. He had a okay. green card. Okay. He's like the highest paid TV actor ever. This guy. Yeah. And he wrote a letter. He had to write a letter to uh, Homeland Security uh. on my behalf. Uh. And very eloquent. I, if I, my, oh. my computer crashed. I lost everything. But shit. I, I, it's okay. I got okay. It in my head. And yeah. what the letter was that he wrote. <laughs> cool. He wrote to Homeland Security, and he said. Uh, I live in America, and I happen to know that America's in big trouble, hmm. and we need to be happy, and God knows Kevin will make people happy, so let him into your country. Damn. And I thought, yeah, that's it. I mean, you just, my job, my job is to, is to uh, play, play the guitar, and I think yeah. that that's, that is important, and yeah. everything else isn't. You know, I, right don't, on. I don't. I don't buy any of it. I don't get right on. You've got a great focus on that, eh? You yeah, keep your eye on that. Yeah, and, I, I, it, and the rest happens. Well, it, yeah. it doesn't make you apathetic. It, right. It, it, right. It really. Right. It really makes you your empathy. Like you. You right. really know that it's your audience. That's the word. Yeah. It's the downtrodden, and they yeah. are the ones that you want to just lift up. You don't right. want to get heavy. You can get heavy. It's okay because there's some entertainment in that. Yeah. But it also you really really just never want to forget why the fact you got into music to begin with which mm. is really mm. as kids you think is so exciting because yeah. you made everybody come together in your living room You're, everybody was laughing and listening and if you go back to the era of uh, Ed Sullivan or if you yeah. go to Dick Clark yeah 
uh, or anything else, Don Kirshner's rock concert, or anything things I can think of. Yeah. Live from the Palace. Yeah. That was a thing that brought everybody, Silent Live, everybody can hardly wait for the musical guest to come yeah. on. Everybody yeah. went, oh, it was great, or yeah. it sucked, or whatever it was. Yeah. The fact of the matter is it did bring people together, and I think that's that's important. The rest of it, not important. Are, um, damn. Are you, are you freaking out? You've played, so when you're playing Jay Leno or something like that, are you freaking out? No. You're, you're, you're cool. Yep. You no, played Letterman? I, I, yep. I did five times. Five times on Letterman. You're Four free, times. You're not freaking out. No. No, I, it was a great piece of anthropology for me, I, I, seeing how it ran. It was, it was nothing, nothing you can do. Huh. And you're already, you're already, you know the dance moves. You've, you've, you've been taught the dance steps. There's, at the very worst, it's beyond your control. If something, if you break a string, you'll be okay. Kevin Bright. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, those things I find it's, I don't really think, I don't, the freaking out part, you know, it's not, those weren't my shows either. I would, I would, my job was to support the person who was paying me and, and to be, have their back and to not, and to make sure they, they felt really good about what was going on. It was their career. Right. It was my career. Right. But my career was to serve them. It wasn't so I can get an endorsement with Gibson or Fender because they sure. think I'm so fabulous. It was that I was there to work for that person, to blend in and to, and to make them feel really good and huh. make them feel. And I already did that job. That's why I had the gig. So for me to feel, I just I would be serving too many masters if I got there and I thought, I'm really freaked out with Dave Letterman. Said, yeah, what, if yeah. he, what do I care? I didn't really care. My okay. job was to be watch watch the the artist watch her or him sing yeah and make sure they they feel there's a nice blanket around them great outlook you you um i think you've got um it's weird cuz when before like i was a little nervous to work with you oh yeah i get nervous about shit like that i don't want to fuck it up right kind of like kind of oh. like what you were saying um or just enjoying the moment when you went in to do some of these records. I got really nervous when Oxy Workman said, "What would you think about doing something with Kevin Bright?" I went, "Oh fuck! Oh. I got to start staying up late, really late." <laughs> you kind of triggered that, <laughs> but I mean, um, then then you start realizing how nice a guy you are, and that's what is really interesting to me because I thought you could be Tom Dooley, right? Yeah, right. You could easily, with the talent you're oozing, oh, just be. Well. I think. But it's very it's awesome how grounded you are and 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 a great perspective and focus you have on all this stuff. I find that very in- inspiring. I would, yeah, I wouldn't like listening to that. Like I mean, I yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, right, right. You know, cause I, God knows, I there's a lot of people I hear and I think they must have a massive ego or they must be. Yeah. Like, I hear the way they play. Yeah, I'm always surprised to hear they're nice or kind. I I'm I honestly I, you know? I <laughs> well you're you're a monster. So I well, uh, on the on the on the instruments. So I th- I find. Holy shit! Like well, you know, well, there's, well, there's no to me. There's absolutely no surprise that somebody like uh, you know uh, Bruce Springsteen or Tom Waits. Yeah, I can never. I've never heard a bad story about them. Ah, uh, interesting. I know people who've worked with them. Yeah, and they've never. I've never heard a bad story about them. I, or people that you'd think would be great. 
They're pretty nice. Well, right? I find uh, that's what I'm seeing about you is that I put myself in the same. Well, place no, no, no. I mean, I mean yeah, sure, sure, we all, oh, do. yeah, yeah. Of course, we were. We were yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I feel that you are constantly building relationships, and and, yeah. and and that's why you keep getting the calls back, and that you, you know what I mean. And, yeah. and you've worked with so many people. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm judging on that end, but I'm, I'm assuming that that's what's going on. Well, right? I like, think. Well, you know, on your record, we, um, we. We had, we knew we had to get these songs done and we had a lot of time to do it really. Yeah. So there wasn't the pressure of, oh, we won't get it done. It was more, if there was any pressure, it was that, I, I, I speak for myself and I'm pretty sure Hoxie would feel the same way. If anything that he or I were feeling, mm -hmm. uh, definitely me, was I would be a little bit more just hoping that you were happy like hoping that like you got money you're paying mm -hmm. that you're really happy about mm -hmm. what's going on mm -hmm. and that it's green lighted creatively like so mm -hmm. you, on the first song you go great yeah oh no it's the strangest thing i've ever done and you and know, i've done a lot of strange shit you know it just yeah. it feels and it, it still great. feels that's like great. me but it's just a, a weird twist yeah on, on what i'm doing so I'm yeah feeling great about it yeah well that's good because yeah. i sure felt great about it yeah and i felt like Immediately we were a band. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. Like, because yeah. you don't want to think. Is this going to. Well, this is my yeah. five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got to buzz off to my oh, eight o'clock. No, no, no. So that's not the frame of mind. No, you, you want to make music. Yeah. No, you want to think, yeah. you know, this might have some legs here. Yeah. It's going to be. This is not. This is really fun, and nobody wanted it to be over. Right on. Right on. Yeah. No, it was a great. That's you what know, I felt. I'm great, like, right? Kevin Bright, solid hang. We had a great time. We it was, did have it was a great, great time. to yeah, I spend time. And, and I look back on that. That was one five day burrito, six day burrito. That was, that was a good. <laughs> that was, they might even cross into roadie. Yeah. No. Right on. Right on. Um, one last question. So, how, so how, how did you get to um, connect with folks like Ciro Batista? Uh, Nora, how did how did these kind of how did how did you, how do you foster these relationships through time? Well, fostering and getting to meet them are two different things. Um, I uh, do you put a lot of effort in the, into no, that? No, like, I'm, I'm. Your playing speaks for itself, I yeah, guess. Right? Well, I don't have a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a horrible self promoter, so I don't. I don't. It's usually somebody who, th those situations yeah. were. A record that went to another record, went to another record, to another record. Okay. And in that time, for a guy like Ciro, he happened to be on the records. That's how we met. Ah, you met doing the work. Yeah, because he Great. was he was Great. in the same position I was in. Well, isn't that how it happens a lot of times? Exactly. Eh? Yeah. And Nora was a fan of some of the records that Ciro and I did. So oh, she, sick. Yeah, so she came and heard me play, oddly enough, with Ciro in New York at the Knitting Factory. God damn. And she would just got signed to, to she, was, she was waiting tables, and she got signed. Come on. Yeah, and she got signed to Blue Note, and she came to the Knitting Factory and said, would I be interested in playing on her record? Industry Tactics. Yeah. Dig, dig into that one, okay? Yeah. Industry Tactics. What would, that be? what would that tactic be? What do you think? What would it be? It, uh, it would be, can you get the guitar? <laughs> We'll yeah. do a little. We'll, we'll do a little Bachman. Oh yeah, it oh, would be. It would be like, you play Newport. it all. Yeah, yeah. It would be. It would be. It would be. <laughs> oh fuck! Why are we doing this? <laughs> so I think the tactic would be probably on that one. Um, the respect all. Respect all. Every everybody. Every waitress is a Nora. Right. I mean, you, you really you really need to, I think, I think just 
Yeah. Just be you, kill it, and uh, and meet great people along the way. Dave Clark says that, right? Our good friend Dave Clark. Yeah. I love meeting the people, I'm new, new, making new friends through music. And yeah. that's what you're doing constantly. And it didn't matter, to be honest with you. It really didn't. It didn't really matter that she, everybody knows who she is. She yeah. could, could have been a record that nobody ever heard. Yeah, and, nice. And, and 99% of the records I play on are records that I absolutely love that nobody ever heard. Right. And people were as beautiful and as gracious as she is and was. Like, it, like people were always nice. So in every, every one of those things, I felt like I was a part of something. I really mm. did feel like this was... We were making something that was meant a lot to them, and it mm. meant, and subsequently, uh, everybody, you know, that con- even even some of the records that I I've played on that yeah. I thought, well, it's not it's not musically beautiful. Like it's 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 great that everybody's into it, mm. but the person that was paying the bill were really into it, mm-hmm. and that's that's really uh, infectious. You can't help but get um, strongly motivated and mm. feel you want to do your absolute best for them because not only are they paying you, but you know when my when my dad passed away, mm-hmm. you know you things that didn't meant so much to you as a kid, like you'd have this clock on the wall. Mm. That clock got you to school every day. You had, you learned how to tell time because you knew your bus was going to come, and mm. if you if you're not up and ready to go at quarter to eight, you're going to mm. miss your bus. So you look at that. Mm. And then when I had to catch the bus to go move to Toronto, mm. and then when 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 uh, I got mm. married and the, I looked at that clock, well, mm. it was it was something that when my parents died, it was mm. just a broken clock. You know, mm. it was just a broken clock. It was mm. it had such uh, significance, and I. But I think with music, wow. there really is no broken clock. So if you listen to a, if you listen to things back, and I think, huh. I think, well, it's not a great song. It's not great words, and it, it's not great. Well, it was really great because um, you felt like you were a part of something. I felt like I was really strongly a part of a scene. And I would, I take the bullet for that every time. Like I think this is really important to them, and it's, and it's like it's so infectious that I want to do great. And 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 while you're recording, mm. I f- really feel that's the only thing. I feel like that's the only thing I know how to do is, I'm not thinking about oh I gotta have to, I have to pick up some milk. Yeah. After this. I really do feel like I'll. Wow. I'll I'll follow this down, and I this is what I do. This is my life right here. Is this? Oh, man. And I will go on the road with these people. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll we're yeah. gonna get in the car. We're gonna go to Thunder Bay and play Crocs well, and Rolls. But I do feel that way. Like, I do feel like at that moment I feel. Then then reality does come in, and you think. Yep, 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 yep. I, I have to get in my car and go home. Yeah. That's part of my beautiful life. I'm gonna go home, and yeah. I'm gonna, I have my family. And, yes. But when my you know, so the idea of the clock, my father had a, a lunch pail. He carried that lunch pail for 38 years to a pulp and paper mill, a, a job he detested. Okay. But he had seven kids. You're right? up north? You're up north? Up north. Yeah. And uh, I got the lunch pail. So what I wow. used to do is I was starting to get, not complacent, but I started feeling very weird about, like, I didn't really want to be... I thought it was, it almost looked like, you know, felt like being mercenary. What you do is a session guitar player. I, and even the word, I hated it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like, yeah. it, but it, it was wrong for me to feel that way. Okay. So what, what I did, and I realized it immediately, that I, I proudly, proudly 
uh, love playing on people's records. And I, and I was honored that people would ask me to play on their records. And they wanted me to be me. What I did, though, is I took that lunch pail and I filled it up with my lunch and I brought it to work. So I would go to work and I would, there's my dad's. You're honoring. Yeah, and the really... wax paper, my mother lined that lunch pail. It was still in there. It had oh been in there for, God, for 30 God, years. Right. But I would take it out and I thought to myself, this is my this is my job, and I love my job. This lunch pail represents a job that my father hated, so I love my job. I'd open it up, and other people come. I say, "Have something." They put their hands in that lunch pail and they grab something out of it. And I thought, "This is awesome." And I and I, is this song good? No, this song really sucks. It really sucks, but yeah, the person who's singing it is near tears because they meant that every word. Yeah. There's some significance yeah. to them. And I can yeah. only honor them by <laughs> believing what they believe in. And I did. I completely would get I And I thought, what a great day. And then subsequently, you know, with the death of yeah. Uh, yeah. Leon Russell. Yeah. Uh, you know, that guy, you look at anybody of his ilk. Yeah. And there's still some people who exist who have their, they have their names on the most beautiful records ever. Mm. And they, they meant it. When you hear a Leon yeah. playing behind Freddie King, yeah. he meant it. There's not a drum beat that Jim Keltner did not believe in. Huh. They believe it. They yeah. got behind yeah. that artist and they were, we'll, we're with you. Like, no matter what, we're with you. We're gonna, and I think that's beautiful. I really think that's a great part of uh, my job was that I just really enjoyed getting to know somebody and then and wow. I ask for a lyric sheet and I look at the lyrics and I think man there's something uh -huh. in here yeah, that yeah. that mean it really means something it, it, I guess and I never had an artist who said uh, <laughs> you know this is a this is a really fucking bad song I, I fucking hate this song's a fucking <laughs> let's just piece get through of, it okay? it's a, it's a yeah. piece of yeah. fucking shit I'm just doing yeah. it because uh, yeah. because Bruce Allen thinks I should do it yeah. it might be a fucking hit right right nobody ever did right. that and and they never did that when there was money Right. They didn't. They didn't do that in the eighties, okay. when people were were spending as much money on a video as they were on song. They didn't. Mm -hmm. They did believe in it. I mean, the process was different mm -hmm. because sometimes it, lyrics didn't mean as much sometimes. Mm -hmm. But when it came time for them to sing it, they really had to get with it to to for it to come off. You know, to for it to seem real. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. and then so subsequently that really made you made me feel like I was. I was part of the gang. I was part of something that, that was, uh, it meant something. So I, I would totally, at times, you know, it's, and that's great, but, mm -hmm. but it also has a negative. And the negative is that you end up really taking everything seriously. So if your session that we did, mm -hmm. if it was a disaster, mm -hmm. or if, I would really take that to heart. I would mm -hmm. feel bad, really bad. I'd feel like I didn't give enough. Yeah. Like I really didn't, I wasn't up to my, mm. up, I didn't serve you well. Like I just, I'd feel horrible about it. And I've had things like that where I just feel horrible. Like I feel really bad. Yeah. Tail really between my legs. But that's right? the I mean, risk you run, right? I, I felt a lot about that. I was like, okay, well, here we go. The only, yeah. we're running a risk, but yeah. when the risks, actually yeah. feel great and they and they succeed you feel, it's so empowering right and I mean, most of the time it does yeah. feel like that to yeah. the truth you know yeah. i'm sure right. you, can, you can recount times in your life where you think 
you know, and it might be it might be retrospective. Like mm-hmm. you might be looking way back mm-hmm. and you think, you know, that didn't really work. Yeah. But at the time, you really you're really feeling that what you're outputting it meant something it mm-hmm. really did mean something that was uh indicative of who you are were and it's a beautiful 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 snapshot it really is like it's it's great it's, it's, if you look back and go yeah i remember that i was my, yeah. that was my beard that was my beard period or that was my period when i was self-loathing mm-hmm. or that was my period of uh divorce i was going through a horrible divorce mm-hmm. or I, my mm-hmm. child was born or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my father passed away mm-hmm. whatever whatever it is you let those things let them be your uh your burritos your burritos it's a strong burrito hey Amen. thanks for um the window into your uh th- this is a beautiful snapshot for me i really oh, well, you've opened your your heart and uh yeah, really appreciate yeah. I'm, there's a lot more I can ask you about uh, but I, I won't I just want to say thank you for um, for giving us this glimpse into in, into yeah, you most. and your world your rich rich world you're thank a national you. treasure does Guelph know does the mayor of Guelph know that yeah, you walk they, these streets and have they given you the key they haven't given me a key they should it, give you the fucking no, key it's not, it's not a key it's just a combination lock which is nice it's a golden combination lock you gotta love Guelph because that's know, uh, that's economic that's, uh, well, that's green it's very it's, green it's green there's no, there's no the key is wasteful yeah the problem is I've, I lost the combination so. fuck's sake I know it's like just like me they gave it to me and they said don't forget it it's one two one two three just got it now God damn it. I love you, Kevin. Right? <laughs> um, what are we going to play? What are we going to play to go out on? Let's go out on Ernesto. Yeah. Do you want to go on the first song, Ernesto? Beauty. Beautiful. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.